You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn family, and welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. On this episode, we'll be breaking down the Auburn versus Troy game in Auburn Arena, where the Auburn Tigers take down the Trojans by the score of 77-41. to pushing their overall record to 5-2 and two on the year, keeping that winning streak going, especially at home. We're going to break down all of the action from this game, talk about the stats, and maybe talk a little bit what's going on in and outside of the program as well. All that here on this episode. And to do that, I'm actually happy and pleased tonight to welcome a guest who is going to join me in discussing these things and we like to have new voices here sometimes, so you all don't have to listen to my monotone and boring voice every single episode. So I'd like to welcome for the very first time, Mr. Gray Oldenburg. Gray, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Kyle. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you being here and being willing to put up with me for at least one show. And, you know, if you don't come back, we'll know that I'm just the worst <laughs> co-host ever, you know. I, I've run two co-hosts off at this point, apparently. Um, I didn't think I'd run them off, but maybe I did. Uh, so we'll see what happens with you. <laughs> and maybe you might, might want to join us again sometime. But great, real quick, before we get into basketball talk, because I know that's what you're here for, I just want people to get a good grasp of who you are uh, and kind of where you come from. So just give us a little quick intro to who you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right now, I'm a freshman at Southern Union State Community College with plans to go into communications and into sports broadcasting slash journalism at Auburn. Uh, I come from Birmingham. Uh, I played high school basketball, basketball my whole life. And I come from a huge Auburn pedigree all the way down from my great, 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 great grandfather was the president of Auburn. You know, my grandfather played football at Auburn. So I've got orange and blue in my blood and uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited about this, this basketball season. Yeah, he just dropped that news on me right here in pre-show <laughs> that uh, he's got a president in his lineage now. And so now I feel like I need to just step away and never return to this network again because I like to think of myself as the best Auburn fan ever, but it's, it's clearly not the case because it, 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 I say it runs in my blood, but it literally, literally runs in Gray's blood. <laughs> so Absolutely. That's Absolutely. What you, that's what you're working here with tonight and probably going to get better analysis from him than me, but we'll find out here. So what I want to talk about, Gray, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the actual games, the things going on around the program and even not necessarily with the program itself. If you haven't heard, folks, Bryce Brown and Jared Harper are back together with the Knicks. I mean, great. This has got to be like the best Christmas, early Christmas present ever, just to know that these two people are back together on the court, maybe in limited time. We don't know what's going to happen, but it was so exciting. I mean, I'm sure that this really excited you as well. 
Oh, it was it was so exciting. It was so spectacular to see those two back on the floor at all in the NBA, especially together. And for their first game to go up against another Auburn player in the NBA, Isaac Okoro, when the Knicks played the Cavs this past a few days ago, it, it was really great to see, really good for the program. It's going to really help this Auburn basketball program in the future. You know, we got a little taste of this with the thing called the tournament uh, with mm-hmm. War Tampa, where we kind of had assembled basically an Auburn team. This kind of has the makings of that if they can find a way to keep them both on uh, on the roster there full time. I know that Jared, I think, has a two-way contract, so I don't know that that's going to happen uh, for him at least. Uh, but I personally, I mean, not to, not to compare the two, I just feel like Jared, even though he's so much smaller than most NBA players, his his upside is just incredible in terms of his ability to move the ball and score even for his size there. So we'll see what happens. I just thought it was great to bring that up uh, because, you know, the, one of the best things and pitches you can make for your program to recruit is look at what our players are doing on the next level. And when they're together and they can work together again, I think that's going to play out in their favor because you got to think they still have some pretty good chemistry. Let uh, let's talk about uh, something that I'm going to do a little grind my gears segment here one of the things and i know that you weren't actually able to watch the game today but you're able to listen to it the tv commentators talking about the other thing that's going on in the sports world so all they could talk about today was the sec championship during the basketball game that is one of the most annoying things that i can like i get the game is probably not the most exciting thing but you're there to comment on the basketball game I don't know if that's something that gets under your craw or not, but for me, it just, I was screaming at the TV because of that. Oh, it does. And not just with Auburn, you know, they do that with Auburn football, Auburn baseball and Auburn basketball, but not just with Auburn. There's NBA and NFL commentators, you know, commenting about stuff that's not even about sports. I mean, <laughs> what did you have for lunch today? Just tell me that. That's basically I actually the- did have Marco's today for lunch. I had pizza. <laughs> exactly what they want uh to talk about sometimes yep. just it's just a little something that gets me gets under my skin every once in a while i write down notes during the game and i'm like um oh, i gotta write this down because i'm so angry about it yeah a good note for bruce pearl him this now ties him for fourth on the all-time auburn basketball coach winning list with 130 wins so We'll obviously preview very briefly the next game. We'll probably, in estimations, be talking about 131st win for him after that point, putting him firmly in fourth place. But, you know, just thinking back at this, Gray, I never would have thought that we'd be at the point that we are in Bruce Pearl's career. Because do you remember how bad it was when he first got here? It was so – it was hard to watch. It was was difficult to defend – that type of basketball and that type of program <laughs> as an all fan. Um, but Bruce has come in and he's, you know, he's changed the culture. You know, he's brought, you know, he's brought the students in with them. And, you know, even, even with a year like this where we can't have that many fans at the game, you know, there's still energy among the team and among the, the culture at Auburn university. And that, that is on Bruce. He's, he, that's what he does. He is the great motivator and the great promoter. And uh, I, there was a time I was promoting uh, that our next AD, whenever he hangs his laces up as a coach, that he should be the athletic director because I think he would do a marvelous mm-hmm. job at that. But I'm happy where he is right now, and we won't, uh, you know, we, we won't push him too hard to seek something else other than that. Uh, another couple of notes from this game. We've been all following hashtag Sharif Cooper watch or f- hashtag free Sharif. 
If you've noticed, he's been only sitting in the bleachers away from the team during the games while they wait for decisions on his eligibility. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm just not going to say that I'm reading into this too much, but I probably am. He actually was warming up with the team today and sitting closer to the bench today. So am I am I reading too much into that gray, or, or do you see the same thing? I don't think so. I, I noticed it too. You know, I, I thought it was a big deal. You know, he we would look over and see poor Sharif sitting on his own in the stands in the blue seats in the past couple of games. And now he's, he's warming up. He's sitting behind the bench. You know, maybe we're getting a little bit of progress with the NCAA. Maybe we actually just like sneak him in there at one point. It's like, maybe, oh, maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> Where'd he come from? Okay he's such that. a little guy. I'm okay, <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'd be happy with, you know, just like, I don't know where he came from. Suddenly he's here. Let's just put him in and see what happens. Um, another thing, too, for this game, and this will kind of lead us maybe into actually talking more specifically about the game. We, we talk a lot about, in a COVID-19 season, the need for flexibility. And even when you are trying to be flexible as a program or as a team, no matter if that's Auburn or somewhere else, it can wreak havoc with a team. And I think probably that did a little bit of Troy with some of the other deficiencies they have as a team, which are clear right. from the way it happened. This game was originally supposed to be later in the afternoon. It got moved up and then there was a 10 minutes delay, I believe is what it was starting because of a COVID-19 protocol that had to be met. And it was, I think it was as simple as they were getting some final test results in mm-hmm. and had to get them analyzed. So, but it kind of, it worried me a little bit, Gray, when they yeah. announced on the Twitter account, 10 minute delay because of COVID-19 protocols. I'm like, oh no, this is coming. Here we go. First. Here we go. It's our first cancellation. And I was like, at least it wasn't going to be a huge game for us. But, mm-hmm. you know, I always love playing the Alabama teams because even the smaller ones, because it, oh, yeah. to me, it's like a sense of pride for the state, you know? Absolutely. And that other team across the state won't do it. <laughs> they absolutely won't. I don't know what they're so afraid of, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we only went down to South Alabama and nearly lost. And nearly lost, but thanks to Isaac Okoro. Yeah, saved our butts that day on the yes, wildest did. falling away shot ever. And that's why he's the number five pick in the NBA this year and, and playing, playing currently. Great. Yes. All right, let's get into the game here. I want to give those that weren't able to watch or listen to the game just kind of a real quick uh, overview of the game flow so you can kind of understand what we're all thinking and feeling. Of course, in Auburn fashion, the second half kind of was a little bit frustrating at times. In the first half, though, Auburn came out and just hit Troy in the mouth. Honestly, I was not even watching the first three minutes of the game as I was getting to a TV, and I was like, wow, this is, this is going to be bad for them. And sure enough, it was. Auburn was winning at the end of the first half by the score of 43-10. to 10. It was a combination of Auburn's defense, a little – inexperience for Troy just really did not work in their favor. The second half though is a different story, whether it's because Troy made good adjustments, Auburn started playing down to their competition. Stop me if you've heard that before or whatever else, this was a little bit more frustrating. And, but Auburn does eventually kind of make it look like it was supposed to a very convincing win with a score of 77 to 41. And they do get the win at home over the Troy Trojans. So what's the first thing that comes to your mind after you've analyzed what happened in this, in this game, Gray? Right now, I, that's probably, it's probably the two-point uh, field goal percentage, uh, how our big, big guys really stepped up today. Uh, we shot 72% from inside the arc, you know, 57% from the field. Uh, it's fantastic shooting day, especially in the first half. When you only shoot 23s and you only make seven, you know, that's, that's a good – it's a good level or about where I think we should be about 35% from three. 
but the how our big guys handled on their inside and our rebounds we out rebounded them 39 to 23 uh, 30 to 16 in Auburn's favor on the defensive rebounds uh, that was the difference in the game yeah it really is amazing how versatile and multifaceted are all our athletes are for that matter yeah. but the big guys especially and I'm thinking this when I when you said that the first person that came to mind was none other than JT Thor. Now, a little bit, Gray, let me give you a little background to me. I'm a huge MCU Marvel fan. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we got a guy like JT Thor where I can just make references to that every single game just does my little Marvel-loving heart so much right now because every single time I'm just like dropping the hammer when he literally drops the hammer. I've never seen a guy looks so odd on the floor. And when I say that, I say that lovingly because he's so lanky, so tall, and he hasn't filled out yet, but he's still so talented and still so versatile. Can you imagine what this guy is going to be doing when he fills out a little bit? Oh, my goodness. He's only 17 years old. This kid should be a senior in high school right now. It's spectacular to see his growth. You know, the early games we saw him get into foul trouble. You know, I really do think that was because he was – you know, maybe trying to be over aggressive, trying to uh, take away his inexperience. But, you know, tonight we saw him really come into his own, especially the last two games, going 10 points, only committed one foul. And that's, that's probably the best two blocks, an incredible, incredible dunk he had with the let, going down the left mm-hmm. slot. That was, was really good. Really, really impressed with JT Thor. That uh, going down the left side there for a dunk from outside the three-point arc is the second time he's done that in two games. And that's it's one thing to do it one time, but to show you can do it multiple times shows it wasn't just a fluke. And that's what's so impressive about JT Thor to me is he has already made a few mistakes, as you already mentioned, in the first couple of games. And you can tell he's already taken the coaching and adjusted that and is learning to play within himself. The problem with so much of young talent especially when they're really overly talented maybe then they're ready to be mm-hmm. is that they tr- they don't play within themselves and yep. then when you start doing that and you kind of are comfortable then doing the things that you know that you're 100 percent capable in you can let some of that talent take over as you are more comfortable in some of those other areas and that's what i love to see about jt4 what makes me so impressed with him we're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement One of the things that we take great pride here at the E2C Network are our listeners are really our E2C Network family. Now, I know they enjoy listening to us, but let's be honest. Every once in a while, they probably would like a little bit of change of pace. Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on. Who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn? Utilize our podcasts, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode. I want to talk about this defense, though, as a team. The fewest points allowed by any Auburn team, or Bruce Pearl team, I should say, in a half, and that's only 10 points in the first half. Now, let's be honest, though, Gray. Is this more on Troy or more on Auburn in their defense for the reason that 
10 points were only scored in the first half by Troy. I think it's a little bit of both. And here's I think it's a little bit on Troy because, you know, that, that wasn't – if if Troy had come out and scored 10 points against a lower team earlier in the year, you know, it, but, you know, it's hard to come into Auburn Arena and play against a really talented Bruce Pearl team. But this Auburn defense is tenacious. They're aggressive. They're long. They're tall. They get rebounds. And this first half was just – it was dominant. It was dominant. It absolutely was. And I think that that obviously was the saving grace for a very sluggish and lackadaisical at times second half. And, you know, it, it could be just they hit a shooting slot for just a short amount of time in the second half. Because I, I didn't necessarily see a lack of effort. It just seemed like there was a kind of a – whereas it was a perfect storm against Troy in the first half seemed like a perfect storm happened for them in the second half. Now, because the the margin of victory so far at that point was so wide, it didn't really amount to a hill of beans. I mean, Auburn still beats them by a 36-point spread here tonight, which is on any day an impressive and just manhandling. But, I mean, I think sometimes that's why it's important to look at the game within the game here because if you look at the point spread, you're like, oh, Auburn just manhandled Troy. Well, there's there is a minute there where Auburn – showed its youth and inexperience too and showed that they're maybe not as ready to overcome some of those deadly slumps at times that have plagued other teams that are a little bit more experienced. But, you know, when I think about this, Gray, is that even though I've seen those moments already in this very young season of some frustrating habits that they're still trying to break, I've seen more upside in the talent than, I, than frustrates me with some of making those mental errors at times. Absolutely. And Troy, Troy comes out after going down 33, only scored 10 points the first half. They come out to start the second half on an 11 nothing run. So that, that's where you show that Troy did make adjustments to start the second half. And this Auburn team showed their youth. And I don't know if we were playing down to our competition or if we just kind of hit a slump, but we got multiple shot clock violations. Maybe mm-hmm. we were just trying to uh, – tick off the clock as much as possible, which is understandable when you're up 33 points. But, right. you know, you can't, you can't let a team like Troy or a team like you know, any else on our schedule, especially in the SEC, uh, get an 11 nothing run at any point in the game, no matter the lead. It is the Auburn way, Gray, uh, that mm-hmm. we play down to our competition and we let Absolutely. them have a little bit of hope. And uh, usually it doesn't – you know, work out in a poor way for us, but we sure find a way to make our heart uh, rate go up just a little bit higher in every single sporting event, no matter how good we may appear (laughs) at any point in this. The other good thing, and this is really of no significant importance in terms of the outcome of the game, but I always love to mention this, is when you're able to put the walk-ons in and give them significant time. Because it's one thing to put a game away and a minute left and put them in, but Lord, I think that's how you say Lord Behrman, uh, got in and I, I even had to like do a double take there was like five minutes left and he's out there with some of the starters running around and he's been yeah. a guy that's been there for quite some time so he's earned a little bit more time yeah. but anytime you can get those guys in obviously it's a morale booster and obviously it's a, a leg saver for your starters and your guys that see more time so I love seeing the walk-ons and the guys that are the the backup backups get a little bit of extra time yes yes and also Chandler Leopard oh yeah three 
That was a big time shot right there. And you really saw his teammates rally around him oh, on that. Absolutely. And right after that, Behrman got, got his as well. So a, a good feeling day. Auburn kind of walks away from this. You know, one of my other co-hosts always talked about wanting a complete game. I would not call this a complete game for Auburn because of just some things that happened in the second half. But it was a – you walk away from the, this one not feeling dirty, so to speak. You, you kind of just right. like say, hey, this is a pretty solid win. We worked through some issues, and we didn't let this get out of hand and kind of – uh, get out of the way here um, so real quick though before we move on to maybe looking at the next game just want to give you a quick rundown of the uh, points scored in this game uh, for your starters the starters have remained uh, uh, Flanagan Williams Powell Cambridge and JT Thor JT Thor tonight with 10 points Flanagan with 14 uh, Williams with 11 uh, Justin Powell only three tonight that is surprising for me gray like with the way that he has come onto the scene but let me point this out to you as well eight assists tonight for him that's a great uh, what i love to see is a guy like justin who had such a great start even though he doesn't have a great shooting night he has taken the opportunity to expand another part of his game being forced into the point guard role so that's a great sign absolutely especially with a guy that's not a point guard we didn't recruit him as a point guard So for him to be able to come in and really set in that role and with Sharif Cooper missing and only have one turnover as well tonight as well. So it's really good from Justin. looks like Sharif Cooper might have to earn a spot when he gets back here. If he gets back here, (laughs) old Justin Powell said, Hey, some competition now. Hey man, this isn't your spot. This is mine right now. Come in and earn it. I think though, honestly, uh, when the time comes, he would gladly give it over to play his more traditional role. But here's the thing though. You got to think about this. Whereas we forced Alan Flanagan now to play kind of the, the second point guard since uh, turbo uh, uh, Tyron Jones has not um, really kind of solidified himself in that right. role right now, for whatever reason uh, it's, you're going to have three guys that can be interchangeable and be able to, be the general on the court at that time, which are very, very talented. That makes me very happy. Let's take a look at the next game, though, because there's really not much more to break down out of this except for, uh, you know, just a great win for Auburn uh, to continue with their home court winning streak in non-conference play currently. But the next game will be against Appalachian State. Now, Appalachian State is 6-2 and two on the year. The game itself will be played at 2 p.m. Central Time this Tuesday, the 22nd, right before Christmas. And you can watch it on the SEC network. They are coming off a win of, and Gray and I actually had to look this up because we're like, who's CIU? <laughs> it's Columbia International University. Uh, and they got a solid win over them. Uh, App State did. So they're coming in off a win. And they've also had what's going to be a common opponent between them and Auburn. And they played currently number 10, Tennessee. Now they did get beat pretty bad by them. But personally, Gray, I don't take a lot of stock in that because it's Tennessee who looks very good this year this far. Absolutely. Tennessee Tennessee looks like the real deal. Tennessee looks like one of the best teams in the SEC, if not the country. So, yeah, this Appalachian State team, there's not a lot to kind of tell about them, but you know Bruce and his staff will have his guys prepared. I absolutely will. And here's the thing. They've shown that they even can have some slumps in some games where they should be kind of blowing them out of the water and can manage around them. So that's going to be something that works in their favor going forward. We always like to give you guys some uh, players to watch out for uh, the other team you can be watching. So uh, their guard, Adrian Delt, is their team points leader at 12.4 points per game currently. And then their leading rebounder is also a guard. 
which means they might be a little bit undersized is there if their guard is a is, a, is yeah. the le- leading rebounder there 4.8 rebounds per game so what that tells me gray is this is going to be a team a little bit undersized from auburn and probably that's where auburn can really assert himself so if i'm picking a person to really watch in this game i'm going to go with jalen williams down low that's a good one that's a good one I was, I was going to go with JT Thor just because he's been busting on the scene, but Jalen played really well today. I was really impressed with him on the uh, on the rebounds. He's having six rebounds, 11 points. So we'll see. I, I like Jalen's place on this team right now because if you remember at the end of last year, he came in with such hype when he just burst on the scene, had like an amazing dunk every single night. And you would think a guy like that who's – probably expecting to be the star coming in that he's kind of like slid into this role player mode where he's he's having great nights in points wise and stats wise but he's not the best guy you know he's taking a quote unquote a backseat to a Justin Powell or to an Alan Flanagan or a JT Thor but the team and the starting lineup doesn't really work as well without his tenacity down low and his ability to make plays down there he, he moves very smoothly for a guy that's kind of in that mid He's, he's like a small, I won't call him a small forward, but like he's just a smaller power forward. So I really, really like Jalen Williams and the way he's kind of morphed into his, this particular role this year. Absolutely. So that is your game preview for Appalachian State. We'll hopefully be getting you back together uh, to talk about a breakdown uh, from that game at the end of that before Christmas time. So hopefully we'll have another win to talk about. Hey, Gray, thank you so much for joining me tonight. It's always great to have uh, new perspectives here on the network and have Absolutely. new voices. I Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Kyle. Hey, if nothing else, you gave the uh, listeners here somebody else to listen to other than mild Maisley Stell. So, <laughs> once in a while. so appreciate your perspectives, and we'll, uh, I'm sure, hear from you again soon. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to this episode. Until we talk to you again, War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?